As 2014 is drawing to a close, I would like to wish you all a peaceful and meaningful 2015. I also hope the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region will continue to enjoy a high degree of autonomy under the central government's policy of one country, two systems, and our free lifestyles will be underpinned by the rule of law. I also hope we will make progress towards democratic government. However, in these trying times after the umbrella movement, nothing can be taken for granted. More than 30 years ago, when Beijing announced its decision to take Hong Kong back in 1997, many people were terrified. This was because many of them had fled from communist China to seek refuge in the British colony. Although they knew that life in Hong Kong was in borrowed place on borrowed time, many found it hard to accept the political reality of 1997. The then paramount leader, Deng Xiaoping, understood the problem and tried to put the Hong Kong people's hearts at ease by proposing the one country, two systems policy. He also promised no communist cadres would be sent to run Hong Kong. After two years of secret negotiations in which the Hong Kong people played no part, the Chinese and British governments signed the joint declaration in Beijing on the 19th of December, 1984. A few months later, the treaty was deposited with the United Nations. At the heart of the joint declaration was an undertaking by Beijing that under the one country, two systems principle, the SAR would enjoy a high degree of autonomy, except for foreign and defense affairs, and the continuation of our social and economic systems, lifestyles, rights and freedoms would remain unchanged for 50 years after the change of sovereignty in 1997. The joint declaration provided that these undertakings shall be set out in the basic law, a mini-constitution for the SAR, which was promulgated by the Chinese National People's Congress in 1990. After the change of sovereignty in 1997, to show its commitment to the implementation of the joint declaration, the British Foreign Office began submitting six monthly reports on Hong Kong to Parliament. The 35th report was submitted in July this year. After 1997, the House of Commons Foreign Affairs Committee also conducted two inquiries on Hong Kong, one in 1998 and another in 2006. On both occasions, members of the FAC visited the SAR and met senior government officials, including the then chief executive, Donald Zhang, and the founding chairman of the DAB, Zhang Yuxing. This summer, the FAC announced its decision to conduct another inquiry on Hong Kong, and the MPs would visit the SAR in December. However, Unlike the two previous occasions, the FAC decision drew a swift rebuke from Beijing. The Chinese ambassador in London, Liao Xiaoming, said matters relating to Hong Kong are purely China's internal affairs, 
and the so-called inquiry by the FAC amounts to interference. Beijing also said the MPs would not be allowed entry into Hong Kong in order to safeguard China's national sovereignty and security. The House of Commons held an emergency debate on Hong Kong on the 2nd of December. The FAC chairman, Sir Richard Ottaway, said he was told by the Chinese deputy ambassador that the joint declaration only covered the period from the signing in 1984 and the handover in 1997, and so it is now void. Given the background to the Sino-British negotiations and the solemn undertakings by the two governments to allay the fears of the Hong Kong people, the latest pronouncement by Beijing is irresponsible and unacceptable. Because the joint declaration is a cornerstone of the one country, two systems policy, I wanted to debate this topic in the Legislative Council. However, when I made the proposal to the Lechko House Committee earlier this month, it was soundly rejected by pro-Beijing members. Furthermore, I was viciously attacked, and one Lechko member called me a traitor, likening me to Wu Sangui. A Ming Dynasty general who opened the gates of the Great War to let in the barbaric Qing army. Although there was no debate in Lechko, a question on the status of the Joint Declaration was asked in the Lechko sitting on the 17th of this month. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Raymond Tam, said the UK has no moral responsibility for Hong Kong. And the undertaking about safeguarding Hong Kong's free lifestyles for 50 years after 1997 was a declaration made by Beijing alone, and not a joint declaration with London. Mr. Tam's remarks shocked and horrified many Hong Kong people. Professor Michael Davis of the Hong Kong University said his statement erased the essential purpose of the joint declaration. And has no basis in international law. This is because it ignored one article of the treaty, which stipulated London and Beijing agree to implement all articles of the Joint Declaration. This year is the 30th anniversary of the Joint Declaration. Whether Beijing and its sycophantic supporters like it or not, the Joint Declaration is an international treaty. Which guarantees the Hong Kong people's free lifestyles for 50 years after 1997. Thus, it must be valid at least up to the year 2047. It is not for Beijing to unilaterally declare the Joint Declaration now and void. In the past, I have repeatedly criticized the British government for failing to introduce democratic elections in Hong Kong. And for refusing to offer full British citizenship to the three million odd Hong Kong British citizens, because of such callous treatment, many Hong Kong people do not have any expectation of London. Many are also convinced London would sacrifice Hong Kong's interests in return for commercial benefits for the United Kingdom. In spite of such bitter feeling. I will not echo Beijing's assertion 
that the joint declaration is null and void. On the contrary, I will continue to insist all provisions of the joint declaration must be strictly adhered to, both by Britain and by China. If there is any breach of the joint declaration, I will raise it loudly and forcefully, both in Hong Kong and internationally. I always know that life under Chinese rule would not be easy. Judging from developments after the umbrella movement, things are going to get worse before they get bad.